Ahoy, ahoy, get on board the Viking ship for episode number six of Purple Mafia. Monday, August 4th, 2008, we are ready for the sixth episode of this show. And we have a lot to talk about once again, and well, I'm sorry, but there is some Farv talk once again, as that's the main story with the Vikings right now. That is the main story, as Brett Favre not landing officially as a Packer yet, so... What do you do? I mean, you got to talk about it because that's the main story surrounding the Minnesota Vikings at this point in time. But I assure you there are other things to talk about. As we will get into some talk about Benny Sapp and Charles Gordon, we're going to talk about other players having good training camps, and we're going to also get into our poll about who your Minnesota Vikings' favorite defensive player is. And we're going to get into a new poll right after that. But first things first... We are available on thesportstuff.com and nflspot.com. And I thank both sites for carrying this show. It's a pleasure to be on board. As Without you, I wouldn't have a show. So that's a start. Also on iTunes, thank all of you for downloading from iTunes. It is great to have you on board this Vikings ship. Now on thesportstuff.com and on nflspot.com, there are message boards. Please do sign up. And get a screen name on those boards. Now, on the sportstuff.com, the way to get there is on the TSS boards button. It is on the upper right-hand corner of the website. Simply click on that and sign up and get on board. You'll be able to interact with all of us on TSS. It'll be great to have you on board to talk about some sports, anything you want. There's even an anything goes site. You can talk about politics, whatever. Video games, there are multiple video game uh, locations on the website as well. So, great to have you on board. And with that, we'll be right back to talk a little Brett Favre. What's up, listeners? This is Farzine. I am the host of the Chiefs End Zone Show right here on thesportstuff.com where we cover the Kansas City Chiefs, give our opinions, and go deep inside with the Kansas City Chiefs right here only on the sportsstuff.com. We encourage you Chiefs fans, you loud Chiefs fans out there to get on the show, voice your opinions, get on our boards and talk with us. All listeners including Bronco fans are allowed in our show. So be sure you check out the Chiefs End Zone show right here on the sportsstuff.com with me, your host Farzine. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, again, episode number six. As, of course, Chiefs End Zone Show, great show. That's also available on thesportstuff.com. And, well, that's the team the Vikings scrimmaged against uh, late last week. Uh, of course, Tavares Jackson was sharp. We all love hearing that. As, uh, well, he needs to be sharp, but let's not forget that was a scrimmage. Everybody looks sharp at a scrimmage, so go figure. As, uh, well... Will Tavares Jackson be the starting quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings? Or is there a chance that John David Booty might have to change his number? You know, that number four that John David Booty wears? He just might have to give that jersey up. There's about a, I would speculate, oh, 35, 40% chance that uh, Brett Favre, yeah, you know, he's a veteran quarterback. He's not too bad. Might be a Viking. Just might. There's a small chance he might be a Viking, maybe. It'd be quite interesting. Um, yeah, it's a real possibility. It is. It's not just a rumor, of course, you know. But, uh, of course, the Vikings are denying it. 
Um, we'll get into that very shortly. Is First of all, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, this is good news. Just hit the press right before I started up this show, so definitely got to include this in. This is a big deal. Minnesota Vikings, not guilty of tampering. I repeat, not guilty of tampering, according to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. That's the article right on top here. And from the AP, from New York, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell has ruled that the Minnesota Vikings did not tamper with Brett Favre in trying to get the quarterback to sign with them. Goodell said that while there were conversations between then-retired Favre and Vikings coaches that none of the conversations suggested Favre was soliciting a job or that anyone was soliciting his services. The Packers had filed the charges based, at least in part, between records of phone conversations between Favre and Daryl Bevel, Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator. Bevel is a former Green Bay assistant and a friend of Favre's. Favre unretired and was scheduled to report to the Packers training camp Monday. So thanks to the AP for that bit there. Very, very important. And, well, the Vikings won't be losing any draft picks. So that's good news. We can get that out of the way. But now, as the article said, at the bottom, Brett Favre has been reinstated. It is official. And, um, well, he's back in the NFL. Uh, the only thing is a lot of stuff is still up in the air. Will he really be a will he be the quarterback of the Packers? Will he be the quarterback of the Vikings? Or will he decide to re-retire and take that twenty million dollar offer he got from the Packers, a ten million dollar offer? Only problem is, guess what? That offer does still count against the cap, and that's one thing that may hold things up in that part as well. Now, real quick, the Green Bay Packers. There is a report that the Green Bay Packers contacted the Vikings about a deal for Favre on Friday. Now, here's a little bit here. The Green Bay Packers welcome back quarterback Brett Favre from the reserve retired list Sunday, knowing full well that they've already taken the first step toward trading him to the Minnesota Vikings, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. An executive in personnel for a National Football League team with close ties to clubs in the NFC North Division told the Journal Sentinel that the Packers called the Vikings on Friday, informing them that Favre was available. Quote, They've kind of said through one of their front office guys that if Favre did report, they would potentially trade him within the division, the executive said late Sunday afternoon. The source said the conversation between officials from the two bitter rivals was brief. There was no discussion about possible uh, compensation, James Buss Cook, Favre's agent, has not been involved in talks with the Vikings regarding a possible restructuring of his contract, according to the source. The contract by the Packers was deemed a feeler in the event Favre rejected the multi-million dollar marketing and promotional agreement offered by Green Bay. Now, of course, that's the uh, the retirement uh, deal. So, yeah, end of article. But, uh, yeah, the Journal Sentinel mentioning that this Billy is still very much alive, and, and, and of course it is. It is, as I said, a 35 to 40% chance Brett Favre's coming to the Vikings. Uh, there is only one team that Brett Favre will be traded to in the NFC North Division, and uh, there is only one other team in the National Football League that Brett Favre will play for other than the Green Bay Packers, folks. That's the Minnesota Vikings, and uh, it's crazy stuff. I mean, did you ever think this would happen? 
I, <laughs> I mean, we always dreamt about it. We always, you know, years ago, oh, maybe what if Brad Johnson was on the Packers and Favre was on the Vikings? That'd be kind of weird, huh? You know, being they're both Southern boys, that's about the only reason we thought about it back then. And well, they're both about the same age, you know, back in late nineties, we were talking about that and wondering what that'd be like. Interesting stuff. Very, very interesting stuff. But now also, today, the Vikings coach, this is also from Mankato, this is from Mankato, Minnesota, the AP, uh, Vikings coach says team has not talked far of trade. So now the Vikings are denying it, at least the coaches. Uh, Minnesota Vikings coach Brad Childress says his team has not had contact with the Green Bay Packers regarding a potential trade for quarterback Brett Favre. Childress dismissed a report in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that said the Packers have made preliminary contact with the Vikings about Favre. He was reinstated on Monday. And, uh, yeah, they also talk about how Green Bay filed the tampering, but uh, thankfully that deal is out the window. Thank God, <laughs> by the way. But, yeah, I mean, um, well, even the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel did say that the talks were not big. You know, there wasn't, like, a major thing about a trade. Maybe it was just a failure. Who knows? It's really hard to say what's going to happen here. Uh, of course, being that I said it's a 35 to 40% chance, it's over 50% that Brett Favre remains a Green Bay Packer, returns to the Packers, and is uh, donning the number four in green and gold one more time. One more time. And um, this time, who knows how long he's going to stay. Who knows? But uh, a very interesting situation. Very, very interesting Uh of course, it could it could be a huge it's a huge distraction for both teams right now. I believe uh, Tavares Jackson completely blowing it off. At least uh, on the surface, he's blowing it off. I'm sure inside, it's got to bug him just a little bit. Just like I'm sure it's bugging uh, Aaron Rodgers, who though did say he is a competitor and will do everything he can to win that job. And of course, who can blame him? I mean, that's the right thing to say, right? So both T. Jack and Aaron Rodgers saying. And doing all the right things, doing the best they can at this point. And Favre, well, Favre's going to be Favre, and he's going to start somewhere. At least I would think so. I don't think he's going to be backing up anybody, unless for some odd reason Aaron Rodgers is ready to rock and roll, and Favre is, well, showing age. (laughs) So uh, after last season, though, i got to think Favre's got a little bit left in the tank, a little bit of really good football left. That is my take on that situation. And we are going to return very shortly to talk about training camp and about emerging players. And uh, we will be right back after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, don't forget to check out Paladino Live, where we are never one-dimensional. We'll focus mainly on Minnesota sports, but we'll venture into other teams and other topics as well, including old-school video games. We're available here on thesportstuff.com. Click Paladino Live, or also catch me on iTunes. Simply search for Paladino Live and listen, because we're worth it. And we have returned here back on Paladino Live. No, <laughs> I apologize. Purple Mafia, I had to had to play a trick on you just a little bit. As, uh, yeah, that was the show you just heard about. And I do encourage you to check it out. That is my other show. Um, I know some of you out there, you Viking fans out there, Enjoy other teams in Minnesota, and that's what Paladino Live is. Wolves, Wild, and Twins. As, uh, yeah, there'll probably be a Paladino Live also tonight, as uh, there's been a lot of news 
on all three of those teams, especially good old Francisco Liriano coming back for the Twins. Good stuff. But, yeah, we'll get off that topic right away. And uh, let's dive into some Viking football training camp talk. Uh, first and foremost, well, now, on the Chiefs End Zone show, I had an interview with uh, Farzine, and they uh, asked me who the Vikings nickelback will be. And, uh, well, preliminary talks were, hey, it's gonna, it's probably going to be Benny Sapp, right, the uh, the safety that the Vikings acquired from the Kansas City Chiefs. And, uh, well, he's playing really, really well. Benny Sapp has six interceptions here in the training camp. He's been doing really good, doing some, making some really nice plays for the Vikings as but the thing is, Charles Gordon is playing even better. That's right, Charles Gordon, even better. He's playing some good, good football. And as the Star Tribune reports, today, early this morning, of course, by Judd Zolgad of the Star Tribune, he reports that Vikings Gordon emerging as leader in Nickelback competition. The third-year player leads Benny Sapp and Marcus McCauley in the battle to become the Vikings' fifth cornerback on passing downs. So, yeah, I mean, outstanding job by Charles Gordon. Uh, I was a fan of his last year as he really is a good player. He is a good football player, and uh, I think he's got a long career ahead of him. I, I really do. Uh, Marcus McCulley, though, by the way, who is mentioned as well, has a long career ahead of him. Uh, he is, he's had some injury deals, and Benny Sapp, of course, a veteran, a nice, steady veteran, steady He's a veteran. He's still young, but he's, you know, been around longer than the others. As Benny Sapp was a uh, undrafted rookie, he started playing football five years ago for the Kansas City Chiefs. Or at least this will be his fifth season in the league. I apologize. Uh, all of his first four years in the league with Kansas City, 2004 through 2007. Interestingly enough, though, only two career interceptions. He had his... First interception in his rookie year, his second interception last year. But uh, he's been a solid player throughout his career. Uh, two and a half sacks in 2005, not bad at all. He played all 16 games, I'd say that, been his best year. He has his, his uh, career high in tackles, his career high in solo tackles. That's good stuff. Uh, Kansas City's had a good history of defense, and Benny Sapp, the fact that he was in their lineup enough to get these numbers, says that, well, he's a pretty good player. And uh, he's been doing a good job in Vikings training camp. Smaller guy, only about 5'9". And he's going against Charles Gordon and Marcus McCauley, as mentioned. First of all, we're going to look at Charles Gordon. Of course, he's number 41. He's 5'11". So he's a bigger guy, as you know, you can obviously tell. <laughs> he does a, he, he, he plays big out there. He is a big-time tackler. Does a very good job for the Vikings. And, yeah, he's emerging as that nickelback. And... I think a lot of people would love to see him do that. As Charles Gordon, well, three years younger than Benny Sapp, so that's good, of course. 5'11", as I said, 180. Uh, well, he's played two years in the league. Uh, his first year, 2006, eight games. He had 13 solo tackles, 14 total. So one assist last year, though, 30 solo tackles. He played all 16 games, 39 tackles overall, but 30 of them solo and an interception. Charles Gordon, he's another guy who's kind of his stock has been rising, you could say. Benny Sapp has been a solid, solid player. Uh, neither one of them drafted. Not a single one of them drafted out of the NFL draft, of course, as you'd call it. Uh, Mar Marcus McCauley, however, 
even larger. Now, he's six foot two oh three, so he's the largest of them all. He is a year older than Charles Gordon. And he though he last year was a rookie, he was a uh, third round pick. He had fifty three solo tackles last year, sixty three total. So not bad. No interceptions. So none of them really have been uh Interception guys, but Benny Sapp, of course, has mentioned multiple interceptions in the scrimmages. So who knows? Maybe he'll emerge as that kind of guy who can start picking up passes. Either that or, well, maybe that means our quarterback situation needs a little help uh, by the aforementioned Brett Favre. So we'll see. Even though Brett Favre does lead the NFL in interceptions, he also leads the NFL all-time in touchdowns. So that would help. That would help a lot, ladies and gentlemen. But, yeah, third-round pick, eighth in the third round by the Queens, no, the Vikings, <laughs> in 2007. So, yeah, Marcus McCulley did do well, though it looks like right now he's probably the third guy out of the three, believe it or not, despite the fact his numbers tops out of those three the last couple of years. Um, Michael Bulware, also another guy who's emerged. Uh, he's a safety, of course, and, uh, well, they're saying he's starting to bring back some of that um, talent he had a few years ago when he made the Vikings look pretty silly years ago. And, well, he was a second-round pick in 2004, Michael Bulware. I believe it was 2005, 2004 or 2005. can't remember the name, but when you look at his numbers, it looks, yeah, pretty darn good season in 2005 with four interceptions. Well, he had five in 2004, so a good start to his career. But then, of course, his numbers decline, decline, decline. You know, in uh, 2006, 2007, you know, not so great at all. Um, but it's looking like he's starting to kind of bring back that talent he had starting out his career. So we'll see what happens. This could be wonderful, as the Vikings would have some serious depth at the safety position. Uh, Benny Sapp, of course, can play some safety, as mentioned, as long with, uh, of course, well, you have the uh, the starters in Darren Sharper and Mario Williams. Mario Williams has been outstanding. All reports say Mario Williams has been outstanding for the Minnesota Vikings in the training camp as things are really, really looking good in the safety department for the Vikings. Darren Sharper, of course, is Darren Sharper, and he is a very popular guy among Viking fans and even, you know, just football fans, a guy who can pick off passes and make a team better. It's, you know, you, you can't win the game if you don't have the ball. And, uh, Darren Sharper's a guy that will get you the ball extra times with all those interceptions. Now, real quick, also another player who has been emerging, just from listening to PA and Dubay, of course, but, yeah, Garrett Mills. <laughs> Garrett Mills, a guy who a lot of people say has been outplaying Vasante Shenko. Now, Vizante Shanko was also hurt a few days ago, but hasn't missed any time with the Vikings training camp. Uh, Garrett Mills also hurt his ankle, so both of them have been hurt, but continuing to play, so that's good news. But Garrett Mills has been doing a pretty good job. He's having a really nice training camp as well, though his uh, statistics, he only played last year with the Vikings, and, yeah, that's the only stat he has. He played in one game, had two catches for 26 yards, so. Nothing really to go off of for Garrett Mills of yet, but Vasante Shanko dropped a lot 
of catchable passes last year, including ones that could have changed the outcome of games last year had he caught the ball. Uh, Schenko's numbers last year, eh, you know, career highs because he didn't really get the ball much with the New York Giants because of Jeremy Shockey, who was, you know, going to get a lot of pass catches. Uh, Schenko in his career had been more of a blocking back, and he does a good job of that. He really does, especially like in the run blocking department. Um, he has played... Well, in his last three years, he's played 16, all 16 games. Uh, well, I guess over his whole career, he has not missed a single game since he's been in the NFL. Also a third-round pick in 2003, 27th pick in the third round by the New York Giants. So a durable, durable guy. Um, had not eclipsed 100 yards until he came to the Vikings last year. Uh, yeah, last year, 27 receptions, 323 yards, and a single touchdown, though those numbers could have been significantly higher had he not dropped multiple catchable passes that could have made big, big plays for this big, big tight end, a six foot four, two fifty. 250. Uh, Shanko has the talent, but is he going to harness it and become a valuable player, or is Garrett Mills going to usurp him and become the starter? We'll see. I mean, you got to think that Shanko is still the guy, but... Who knows? The what as poorly as he played last year, anybody, you know, any, it's anybody's guess. Anybody's guess. With that, we're going to take a real quick break one more time, and we're going to get into that little Vikings poll on thesportstuff.com. And we are back for one final segment here on Purple Mafia. And then after that, we will bid you farewell for about a week or so. Now, on thesportstuff.com, I had a poll. Who is your favorite Vikings defensive player? And that poll consisted of the likes of Jared Allen, Kevin Williams, Pat Williams, E.J. Henderson, Antoine Winfield, and Darren Sharper. Well, not too many people voted, unfortunately. But <laughs> we're going to hope that you can get more voters here. As I encourage you, all you listeners out there, please come to TSS, thesportstuff.com, sign up, hey, and then you can, you know, vote. Vote for these polls. Let's, let's interact. You know, let's get involved. Get involved. As that's the, one of the slogans here on thesportstuff.com. Um, now, the two winners were Pat Williams and Darren Sharper, each with two votes. Jared Allen had one vote. EJ Henderson had my vote. And, uh, Kevin Williams and Antoine Winfield, not receiving a vote? Hello? Really? That's weird. Um, as those two guys, was it maybe just two years ago, were the top two defensive players on this team, I would say, wouldn't you? I mean, they were the kind of guys who were there for you when no one on the defense stunk, pretty much. Kevin Williams, an overall outstanding player. He'll get the sacks and he'll stop the run. Antoine Winfield, you know, one of the best open field tacklers in the NFL at the cornerback position, a very tough guy, a very consistent individual who is underrated in all aspects of the game. Um, though you really can't go wrong picking any of these six guys. Darren Sharper, very popular. Pat Williams, you know, he is an anchor, a great run stopper, and people loved him. Darren Sharper, of course, got is the other leader and uh, a very popular guy because of what he does. Now, there was only one more reply since the last show, and this was by Mavs Fan, the moderator of Darren's blog and the Dallas Mavericks board here on thesportstuff.com. His comment, I went with Sharper because I love how he plays the game, not to mention we share the same first name and spell it the same as well. 
I also like Kevin Williams a lot as well. His ability to stop a play is ridiculous. I agree with you, Mavs fan. Kevin Williams definitely deserves to mention this. Yeah, he is probably the best overall guy, I think. But, uh, yeah, E.J. Henderson's stock to me is rising, and it's going to break through that glass ceiling, which, of course, is a stock, you know, stock market type of uh, term. When a stock breaks through the glass ceiling, it explodes, folks. And I think that's what E.J. Henderson is about to do. Kevin Williams is a solid, you know, growth stock. He just continues to rise, 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 rise. You know, he's obviously not perfect. He's had a down year here and there. But uh, Kevin Williams, I, 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 hey, I think that whole defensive line is going to have a hell of a year. Ray Edwards, who was out, is back as well. Ray Edwards returning, and that is good news for the defensive line as uh, Mitchell filled in. Did nicely, but Ray Edwards is the main dude right now for that defensive line and at that defensive end position. And with that, we are now going to start a new poll. So I encourage all of you listeners of Purple Mafia here on the sportsstuff.com, on nflspot.com, and on iTunes, please come to TSS and vote. Now, the new poll is, what do you see happening at quarterback this year or QB this year? The six choices are, Favre stays a Packer, Tavares Jackson is the guy and has a good season. The second, Favre stays a Packer, Jackson is the guy but struggles and we wish we had Favre. Three, Favre comes in and leads us to a great season. Four, Favre comes in and by week three, Jackson takes over. Number five, John David Booty is starting by week three. And six, Gus Ferrat is starting by week three. Please do check it out and um, make a, leave a comment. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be nice to have you involved. Let's get some votes on here. Let's see what happens. You know, we can have just as to the show. It's fun, I think. Now, to me, well, I guess I'm going to say Tavares Jackson is uh, the guy and has a good season. I'm not going to say a great season, just a good season. So that's going to be my vote just because it's a 60% chance, 70% chance, whatever, Favre stays in Green Bay. Now with that, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. Uh, can't wait to see how the game on Friday goes with the Seattle Seahawks. Is uh, That's the deal. Um, I don't expect anything major, ex- majorly exciting to happen other than, well, we'll see how Tavares Jackson does. On Friday, that is my main concern going into the preseason and in these games. Uh, you like to see how he does. You like to watch the Garrett Mills and Vasante Shanko uh, duke it out for that tight end position. Uh, you know, the Benny Sapp, the Marcus McCauley, and Charles Gordon trio trying to become the Nickelback. Uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how that goes. Definitely. Watch for those things. Uh, of course, the running back situation, pretty set in stone. You know, you got Adrian Peterson, number one, Chester Taylor, number two, and Maurice Hicks, number three. Uh, fullback position, of course, Thomas DePay. That's pretty much his job to lose, as expected. You know, that's definitely his job, because he's got, a, like, a nice five-year deal. Inexpensive five-year deal, but, hey, long-term nonetheless. Uh you know, yeah, and then maybe the other thing to get excited about to see is guys like, hey, you know, Bernard Berry. Let's see how well he does. You know, finally get to see him in purple wearing the number 87. You also get to see guys like, say, Michael Bulware. Is he ready to become the player he was a few years ago with the Seattle Seahawks before he dropped off? You know, 
Michael Bulwer going against his old team. Of course, he was at the Houston Texans last year, but still, uh, you know, the three years before that, a Seattle Seahawk. So definitely things to watch for. And, of course, how could I forget Jared Allen? You get to see his first game as a Minnesota Viking on the tube. Check out number 69 is <laughs> a crazy number because we all know how that's just kind of a number people wear because they think they're cool. But in his case, that's just his number, I hope. So <laughs> we'll enjoy that and uh, watch some football. Go Vikings. And we'll see you in about a week or so. Take care.